Good morning and welcome, Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Training Group. Happy Hump Day. I hope it finds you well. Get out the tinfoil helmets. The bond market in huge turmoil today. Uh, all three major indexes, the Dow, the S&P, the NASDAQ, all broke uh, and have been breaking major support levels uh, the Dow has now broken below 25,000. Uh, it's down almost 400 points today. The S&P uh, below 2,800, down 30. The NASDAQ down almost 100 points. Gold's up half a dozen, 1,283. Silver's on the rise as well. We'll tell you all about why and what's been happening in the last, you know, think about it, for the last, five and a half weeks now a very different picture is starting to emerge we'll talk all about it don't forget the website at allamericangold.com you can get all the news uh, that that really you need to know about out there Uh, the metals program you can read about that you can shop online Uh, we got all kinds of great things out there I got a great special that we'll talk about a little later today as well uh, but the news of the day coming out of the bond market, uh, we continue to watch. Now, you think about right around Christmas time, right? We, we, you all remember the Dow got to 22,000. We actually got just below that, 21,900, something like that. And everybody was freaking out. Because the central bank were idiots. Jay Powell didn't understand what was really happening in the real world. In other words, hey, uh, the stock market guys, they did too good of a job. I mean, let's really, let's call it what it is. Jay Powell now uh, caters to Wall Street. We know that. So the central banks have been about Wall Street for the last, what, 30, 40 years? Really, pretty much about Wall Street ever since 1971, if you really want to put a number on it. And they reverse course, right? And remember, no more rate hikes. Everything's wonderful. At the time, the 10-year note hit 3.25%. Right? Outrageous! Right? You're going to kill the economy! Now, here we are getting ready uh, to finish up the month of May. It's a little over five months later. The Fed hasn't done a thing. They haven't raised rates. They haven't lowered rates. The 10-year note, however, is down right at this moment to 2.21% in falling. This morning... A three-month note yielded more than the 10-year note. Not a good sign. We'll talk about that in a a little bit. German bond yields collapsed, now yielding a negative 0.175. Japan, negative 0.093. Spain, 0.73. The UK, 
Of course, I told you we're at 221. The Italians, and of course, right again, there's more Italian problems again now. They're only yielding 2.65. So let me ask you is what they're saying that the United States is a greater risk than Japan? If Japan's yields are negative, in other words, could you imagine? I'm buying a Japanese 10-year note, and 10 years from now, I want them to give me just a little bit less than what I gave them, right? I mean, nobody would do that. Now, it is good news for the U.S. in our debt problem. So now all the annuities, all, all the uh, mutual funds, and all the insurance companies... Uh, they're probably going to be buying a U.S. debt now because, hey, it's the best game in town. Right? We're going to get 2% from them where we'd get negative money uh, from the German government. I guess that could help a little bit. Uh, but that's really got everybody on edge, all the recession signals and all of those things. And as I go, I told you yesterday, all the things they worried about in December are still here. I know they wanted to act like, oh, no, well, the, the Fed, they're, they're, they'll cut rates. By the way, now, 86% of a rate cut this year, which just tells you how overvalued Wall Street really is. And, and, and we look at all these data points uh, and and then JP or well yeah JP Morgan on Friday before the long weekend lower GDP forecast second quarter to one percent yesterday after the bell it was Morgan Stanley's turn to say hey things are a lot worse than Wall Street thinks they are talking about the bond market here's what they said. When that three-month note yields more than the 10-year note, they say this is an important indicator. And we've seen, you know, yield curve inversions like the two-year yields more than the five-year, right? That's been going on for a long time, right? We've had the two-year yielding more than the five-year note for about a year, pretty much. And even the two-year yields more than, you know, than the seven-year. But this is the three-month note yielding more than the 10-year note. I'll tell you what uh, Morgan Stanley says about what that means when we return. 800-951-0592. So here's how I want you to think about this. And again, I've been warning you, and I know, and you know, and, and I know how it goes. I'll always be wrong for a little while. But just like the trade with China, right? Just like the pretend rally we had after uh, they got Jay Powell to come out and say I was an idiot, I don't know what I was thinking. But it's not real. Now. Here's how I want you, and I'm going to try to get you to understand the difference between the stock market 
in the bond market, okay? And I'm going to use a sports analogy. Think about the stock market as, as this. That's the Homer. And not my buddy Homer. <laughs> but, you know, you know the, the guy who thinks this is the year every year, right? The Broncos are going to win the Super Bowl every year. The Cardinals are, are actually going to win, you know, go to the playoffs, you know, something like that, right? The, uh, think about it when, uh, like, the draft, right? Everyone gets all excited about the draft picks. Oh, yeah, hell, we got this guy, and he's going to be great, and this guy's awesome, and, and, and we're going to be great now. Wall Street, right? Overly optimistic, thinks that they they got they they always got the best hand. Right? They're always going to win. The bond market. He's like the realist of that group. You know, yeah, you know. You didn't address the offensive line, or you know what? Uh, we needed a point guard, and you drafted a power forward. You know that guy. And now, the central bank decided when we had the financial crisis to mess with the bond market. Right? They wanted to mess with the realist. They wanted to create distortion. They used to do it by lowering interest rates. Now, granted, historically, the interest rate would have been somewhere, and by the Fed's funds rate, would have been somewhere between 6 and 8%. And maybe they'd lower it to five. Or if it was really tough, to four. And then, if things got better, they'd bring it back to somewhere between six and eight. And that worked real well. In the late 80s and all through the 90s and into the early, early, you know, 2000s. And then after 9-11, remember, we brought them all the way to 1%. Now, granted, it wasn't very long. Less than a year. But that was unheard of. Crazy talk. And by the time the housing bubble hit, the Fed's funds rate was back above 5. Didn't get to 6 or 8, though. You know, got got the, like five and a quarter. And then, of course, we know it went to zero for like ten years. It's never happened before. Let's not forget all the quantitative easing. Need I remind you now? They bought, what, almost $4 trillion of made-up money. They just made it up. And they bought mortgage-backed securities. And they bought U.S. Treasuries. And remember, 
They were doing quantitative tightening last year, right? They started selling some of them. Well, as they matured, they didn't buy in, they didn't rebuy them. And they they sold off you know, maybe 500 billion dollars worth of give or take. So they still got about 3.6 something like that. 3. Point, let's just say 3.5, 3.6 trillion dollars. And remember now, starting now, they're, they're only going to buy, they're going to sell off the mortgage backs and just hold all of it in U.S. Treasuries. But as you go through history, the realist, which is the bond market, always leads the stock market. In other words, it tells everybody there's trouble ahead before the stock market realizes there's trouble. Right? They're still out on CNBC. Oh, it's great. I heard an idiot out there again today. Oh, no, no. My baseline scenario, there's going to be a trade agreement with the Chinese. No, there's not. Why? Because there shouldn't be. That's why. And the Chinese are not going to agree to a level playing field. They don't want that. But anyway, there's a very important signal in this bond market, the reality market, I'll call it, that says when a three-month note Yields more than the ten-year. Okay, that's what the, the inverted yield curve. And I know you've heard this before, right? Inverted yield curve. You may not know what it means, but simply put, shorter dated treasuries—three months, six months, one year, two year—yield more than the longer dated treasuries: five year, seven year, ten year. So that's called a yield curve inversion. Now, we've seen this quite a bit in the last year. And you'll turn on your idiot box, and they'll tell you, don't worry, it doesn't mean what it used to. What they say. Right? And they go on to say, you know, we've got, we got... The Fed, right? The Fed, the Fed, the Fed. Well, they've always had the Fed. But all of these new tools that they use. Well, Morgan Stanley, part of the reason why the Dow's down almost 400 points this morning, actually took the time to see if that was true. Here's what they came up with. Over the past 50 years, okay, so essentially, since the Fed, since we went full fiat, right, since we went full fiat, there's been six occasions where the three-month yield exceeded that of the 10-year. Only six times has this happened. Every single time, recession followed. 
And they said, on average, so how long after? In other words, the realists warn you that there's trouble before the trouble actually gets to what I'll call the cheerleaders, the homers, that is Wall Street. They say it takes, on average, 311 days. So I'm, I'm sitting there going, okay. They're saying sometime first, late first quarter of 2020. Right? That's what I'm, that's what I'm reading, right? May, 311 days, two months from, uh, that'd be March, March of 2020. However, they said, they wanted to adjust for quantitative easing and the quantitative tightening and all of the things that the Federal Reserve has done. Because they knew that, hey, on CNBC, they're going to laugh at us. And say, I don't see it. I don't see it. I was at a restaurant last night, and there was people there, so I don't know what they're talking about. Even though no one's buying homes, no one's buying cars. By the way, car sales got just adjusted down again today. So, so they, they, they went back and they started making adjustments to their calculations, and according to their. Um, findings. The adjusted curve, they, so this is what they're calling it, the adjusted curve, showed record steepness in 2013. Right? And remember, that was when quantitative easing ended. Right? So that was the ending of the Fed blowing up of their balance sheet. They said at that point in time, and the yields were still zero, right? Fed funds rate was still zero. But the 10-year note was still above 2%. So that it was steep. Right? There was a gap. And it was the largest gap between the Fed's funds rate, zero, and the 10-year note, somewhere above 2%. And they said that this this adjusted chart has been shrinking ever since. Think about today. The Fed's funds rate, according to them, is 2.35. The 10-year note is yielding 2.21, right? There's no steepness at all. And they said they so they went on and they built this whole thing. And they said when you actually take into account what the central bank did, their findings were the exact opposite of what everybody's been saying on the idiot box. They said it actually doesn't make it better, according to Morgan Stanley, it actually makes it worse and they said according to their calculations when they use the adjusted curve 
the yield curve inverted six months ago. So remember what they said. 311 days. It's only done it six times. This is number seven. Six times since 1971. Every time. Now we'll see about this time. But, you know, when you're six for six, it's a pretty good track record. But what they said was, if we use the adjusted curve that everybody tells you is supposedly the reason why it doesn't mean what it means, they actually said it happened six months ago, which means the recession will be here before the end of this year. Now, I don't know, but all the data points that I see Lead me to believe that sounds about right. right? All the stuff I see from defaults and, and bankruptcies and home sales and car sales and durable goods, that makes sense. That's what's got them that's what's got Wall Street so upset today. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after halftime. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report. A daily commentary continuing the conservative pro-family legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now, here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. When you think of America, what do you think of? If you're like most Americans, the first images that pop into your mind are of baseball, apple pie, Independence Day, and maybe a good cheeseburger. While all of these things are great hallmarks of American culture, politicians would do well to remember that Americans are culturally pro-gun also. We take our rights seriously in this nation, and that is proving to be a huge setback for the liberal Democrats who want to take away our guns. Unfortunately, they're starting to wise up to this. Instead of forthrightly declaring their intention to disarm America, they're resorting to backhanded stealth tactics to mask their insidious goals. One of their favorite stealth tactics is to talk about packing the United States Supreme Court with Democrat nominees. Barack Obama's Attorney General Eric Holder has endorsed this approach, and there's even a new group called Pack the Court, whose singular political goal is to do just that. The practice of packing the court is to increase the number of justices on the Supreme Court and then fill all the new openings with leftists who will impose their will on the American people. Democrat President Franklin Delano Roosevelt floated a similar idea in 1937 for a different reason, and his own party resoundingly rejected it then. But in those days, the Democrat Party actually represented working Americans. Multiple Democratic presidential contenders, from Elizabeth Warren to Beto O'Rourke, are open to the idea of packing the court. If one of them were to defeat President Trump while their party takes Congress, they might just add new justices to the U.S. Supreme Court and erode our constitutional rights. This is not just conjecture. The Supreme Court may soon be presented with an appeal from the Connecticut Supreme Court, which ruled that gun manufacturer Remington can be held liable for the Sandy Hook massacre. The Second Amendment will not mean much if gun manufacturers are driven out of business for crimes they never intended and weren't committed by them. Obviously, conservatives need to stand up to these sneaky tactics. America does not need more unelected, black-robed oligarchs on our Supreme Court. And we certainly do not need anyone else telling us that law-abiding gun owners are a threat to freedom. 
This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report with Ed Martin, president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. For 50 years, Mrs. Schlafly promoted grassroots efforts to rally conservatives. Today, you can harness the power of social media by going to phyllisschlafly.com and sharing these commentaries with friends across the country. Get started at phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. 800-951-0592. So, so here, here's where we're at, right? We, we've got the, the uh, optimistic side and the realist side. The bond market says recession is coming, right? Our indicator, the three-month note, not the two-year, not the five-year, three-month note, Yielding more than the 10-year note, you have 311 days. But then they said, hey, wait a minute. For all the talking heads out there that say, well, no, it doesn't mean what it means. Because, you know, the Fed messed around. Right? They messed around with the realist. Quantitative easing, quantitative tightening, and the balance sheet. So Morgan Stanley said, we factored that in. Uh, if you factor that in, the yield curve inverted six months ago. So do we have 311 days? Or do we got 155 days? I don't know. But so far, six for six. Then you have the trade war. And then again, the optimists, we're going to get a deal. China needs us more than we need them. Right? I mean, yeah. Right? And I get it. Right? Because any logical person looking at this logically would say, hey, China, you got to give a little. I mean, come on. Right? You, You totally were ripping us off. You know, so you got to give us, you know, a little bit here. Right? That's a logical thinking for a capitalist. Guess how logical it is for a communist? Uh, not logical at all. This morning, the biggest Chinese newspaper, okay? and just so you know, It is the official newspaper, not surprisingly, of the Communist Party of China. Right? Go, you know, think about it. Hey, that's our official paper. We got other papers, but this is the one. They wrote an article to the United States that China would cut off rare earth minerals as a countermeasure in the escalated trade battle using an expression that the publication has only used twice in its history both times that they've used this phrase involved full on wars I'm going to read you in English because I don't know how to speak Chinese. I'm going to read to you in English what they wrote. 
We advise the U.S. side not to underestimate the Chinese side's ability to safeguard its development rights and interests. Don't say we didn't warn you. The People's Daily said in a commentary titled United States Don't Underestimate China's Ability to Strike Back. Now the phrase that was important. Don't say we didn't warn you. Interesting choice of words. Apparently, the publication, right, the the Chinese uh, People's Daily, the official newspaper of the Communist Party, they've used this exact phrase. Don't say we didn't warn you. Twice in its history, which is shocking, right? I mean, someone actually researched that? Uh, do we need 5G, right? I mean, is 4G good enough? I mean, how fast did they do it? The first time, 1962. Now, I wasn't even born yet. Didn't even know there was any type of issue in China in 1962. They were still in the rice fields on the oxen. Apparently, that time, the message wasn't to the United States. The message was to India. Right before they had a, a border, I didn't even know they had a... Apparently, China and India had a war in 1962. Over the border. The last time they used that phrase was 19. 19- 79. Who did they go to war with that time? That was them in Vietnam. So after we got, after we left Vietnam, I guess the Chinese had to go and put them in check or something. I don't know. So this is now the third time that they've used the don't say we didn't warn you. And I only bring that up because I know everybody out there is telling you there's going to be a deal. There's not. Will re- the, the article goes on. Will rare earths become a counter weapon for China to hit back against the United against the pressure the United States has put on us for no reason, no reason at all? Question mark. The answer is no mystery. Interpret that how you want. Uh, The way I read that, uh, yep, it's exactly what we're going to do. So, again, we got two sides. You got these clowns on the idiot box, and I call them clowns. they They don't mean what they do. Their job is to keep you in your into your 401k. 
Their job is to keep you invested in the stock market. That's their job. God, what a great job it is. We're going to take 2% of everything you own every single year. Well, yeah, oh, great, yeah. That's it, just 2%? Sure, why not? They don't want you to be prepared. They don't want you to have put away some gold. They want your 2%. I'm telling you, hey, put a little something into the gold market right now. Well, it makes pretty good sense, doesn't it? I'll give you a better reason when we return. Welcome back. 800 800 And again, you know, th- this is the information. Right? No spins, no, no, no anything other than Here's what's happened, and you think about the last almost six weeks now, right? Wall Street in December took it on the chin. And I I was telling you then, you've been warned. Now, they do what Wall Street does, right? They they got the central bank all straightened out like that was going to fix the problem. It didn't and it doesn't. And and a case in point is, look at what the 10-year note has done, right? How, how far it's fallen. Are home sales getting better or worse? They're getting worse. They're supposed to get better. Right? That was the that was what they wanted you to believe. Remember, oh, as uh, soon as rates go down, housing will pick back up. It didn't. Mortgage applications were out down again. Spring selling season just ended. Spring's over. It's now summer. It was a disaster. Car sales should have got better. They got worse. And you see the dichotomy there. And then the trade war thing. They're going to give you the positive message. Listen, I want a deal. I do. The problem is we're dealing with communists. Guess what a good deal to a communist is? Right? We win. Anything that isn't we win, not interested. And I get the capitalist, I do it. Man. Hey, come on, everybody knows you you know, we were we made a bad deal. China knows of course he goes, Yeah, you're right. Why do you think we signed it? Let's not forget. The business guys wrote it. They didn't care. They didn't care in 1990 about China. All they saw was dollar signs. They saw 1.3, 1. Well, I think at the time, 1.2 billion people, and we want to sell them stuff. And it'll be fine. We'll be able to keep China at bay. Right, we've done this all over the world. We come in there, promise them all this stuff, and then we get them all indebted to us, and, and they just fall in line. Well, China had different plans. And, and I'm telling you right now, keep adding 
Keep adding, keep adding, keep adding. You know, when I look at where the more likely outcomes are, I kind of I got to agree with what Morgan Stanley is saying. I don't want that to be the case. Could rate cuts help us? Maybe. I don't know. I know this. The 10-year note's already fallen almost uh, over a full point. Hasn't helped yet. Today, I've got a rare, rare, rare opportunity. We know in the $20 gold market, and every once in a while even in the $10 market, you can go up in quality, up in grades, and not pay extra. Right? You know, we've done it in the $20 market. Hey, you get a mint state 61 for the same price as an ungraded 20. Right? We, 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 we've done that. Doesn't happen very often, but every once in a while we've been able to do it. I think even one time we even did it with the 62s once. But when you get down to that $5 liberty, you can never do it. Right? You can't get a higher graded $5 liberty and, and pay less. Just won't happen. Right? It's just like you can't get four or five for the same price as a 20. That never, every once in a while, you know, you can get in the ballpark, but it doesn't happen. Today, for the first time that I know of, like I said, 16 years I've been here. I've got, and I've got a good amount. This is another thing that I've ever, I've got over 100 AU $5 liberties. And I'm just going to tell you what they told me. The largest wholesaler in the world's got them, got them setting aside for me. These are solid AU coins, and they said, you know, most companies when they go up in grades, especially on the five dollar libs, because they're so much harder to get. You only get two dates, oh fours and oh sevens. This I got a good mix. He didn't know exactly how many different dates, but there's a good mix of dates in these things, and these coins are awesome. A regular ungraded five dollar liberty is three seventy. An AU five dollar liberty, I mean you're talking over four hundred bucks. Today I've got them for the exact same price. Is our regular circulated $5 Liberty. I've never seen it before. But this is the first time that you're going to be able to get AU $5 Liberties for the exact same price. So you're going up three grades, no cost. And according to the largest wholesaler in the world, these are really, really sharp looking. And it's fractional. Right? And we know fractional coins, you know, they're, they're always got these bigger premiums on them. But these are, you know, it, it, think about like an EMP. Right? This is, uh, I need a generator. Right? I need this or that. Those are these types of coins. Uh, it probably would be filling up the RV if you had one of those. I don't think a 10th ounce would get that done. AU5 Lips. 370 at 800 9510592 When we get back 
I got one more segment. Final segment here, 800 We only got one line open. Get your order in. Here I'm gonna I'm gonna here's what I'm gonna do. If you buy twenty or more, I'm gonna take off five bucks. So you actually get them for less if you buy twenty or more. Volume discount, seventy three hundred bucks for twenty of them. And I, if you buy twenty of them, I'll give you as many dates as I can. AU five dollar libs zero 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 premium. You're gonna pay the exact same price is our regular circulated $5 gold pieces. These are going to ship out of Texas. Uh, they'll be uh, in Colorado and in Phoenix on Tuesday. Order them today. And then we'll call you to arrange for pickups, or if we need to ship it to you, we'll do that as well. 800 951 0592. Got two lines open. Two lines open. AU, $5 Liberties, 370 If you buy 20 or more, 365 which means you'd be buying AU, $5 gold pieces for less than a circulated piece. Again, I've never seen it. I've never seen them be the same price. And I've been doing this a long time. So take the time. Think about this. You know, think about where we're at. I don't know. It doesn't look great. Right? It, it doesn't. And I know uh, Wall Street's optimistic, but you know what? Wall Street, this is going to be the sixth straight week in a row. You know, Morgan Stanley says, hey, wait a minute. We did the math. And the whole adjustment thing about the quantitative easing and the quantitative tightening thing, that actually makes the case worse, not better. Which, of course, I thought it would be better, right? You know, they're saying not so. The People's Republic of China, they wrote an article to the United States today. Using a phrase they've only used two other times, and both of those times, China went to war. 800-951-0592. The Dow is down 335, 340 points uh, right now. The S&P is down 28. The Nasdaq's down 80. Uh, Gold's up 6. Silver's up about 10 cents. Uh, $14.40 on silver. By the way, you want some silver. U.S. Silver Eagles at $360 a roll. Add a few rolls to your order. Right? Think about it. $5 gold pieces and some silver eagles. That's a great fractional uh, kit to put together for you. Again, AU5 Libs. Incredible. $370. The exact same price as a circulated. You buy 20 or more and you're going to save 5 bucks a coin and do them at 365 Coming up! I'm so excited. Did we land on the moon? We're going to be dedicated the next two hours to, you know, 
give you something to think about. Be open-minded. We'll find out. Everybody take care. Have a great day. We'll see you here in a few more minutes.